Welcome to the Red Letter Christians podcast. Red Letter Christians gets our name from the Bibles that highlight the words of Jesus in red. And we're aspiring to live as if Jesus meant the stuff he said. We know that the loudest, most prominent voices representing Christianity in America haven't always been the most beautiful or the most faithful voices. And we know that the way we change the narrative is by changing the narrators. We are committed to amplifying the voices of people who are dedicated to Jesus and to justice. How much longer will justice when All righty then. Welcome, everybody. It is December 1st. I'm sure some of y'all are tuning in live and some are watching the uh, video archive on or watching on different streams that are out there, listening even to the podcast. We've been doing morning prayer the first of the month, every month. We usually do nine o'clock, but we're doing nooner. We're we're doing this for the folks on the West Coast and uh, doing it a little later because we wanted to get some of the Red Letter Christian staff on the call. So you'll see a few faces um, today that... We've had a guest, Jonathan and I, who's Jonathan's running a little late. Apparently, he's waking up at the crack of noon. Um, no, he's doing something else, I think. So he'll be here in a minute. But um, we we've been doing these with a guest, and we, you know, here we are at the end of the year. We thought instead of uh, having a random guest or, or friend, let's get some of the core team of Red Letter Christians to talk a little bit about what we're up to to celebrate what we've done this year together and what we're looking forward to in 2023. So we'll do that at our break when we have the time of prayer together. We're going to do, even though it's noon, we're going to do the morning prayer for December 1st. Uh, but just to give you a little glimpse of things. Well, first of all, it's Advent, which I know there's a lot of folks that tune in to Red Letter Christians in the morning prayer that are not necessarily from a liturgical tradition or that, you know, kind of keeps the rhythms of the year like some other parts of the church. But Advent, um, we have a little blurb on this in common prayer. It means the coming. And it's a time where uh, for hundreds of years since really like the fourth and fifth century, Christians have had this season of waiting for Christ at uh, at Christmas, um, celebrating what Christ did 2,000 years ago, but also remembering what Christ continues to do in the second coming. We sort of wait with Mary and um, and this kind of season of expectation. So uh, this is a little blurb from Common Prayer. It says, as any expectant mother knows, this waiting is not a passive waiting, but it is an active waiting. This waiting involves preparation, exercise, nutrition, care, prayer, work. And birth involves pain, blood, tears, joy, release, community. It's called labor for a reason. So we are in a world pregnant with hope and expectation of the coming of God's kingdom on earth. And as we wait, we work, we pray, we cry, we ache. We are the midwives of another world. So thanks for joining this Advent. We also begin the calendar. The the year for Christians begins in Advent. And that's why we start common prayer, not in January, but in December. So this this, um, is the beginning of the 
the Christian New Year. It's also kind of uh, subversive because early on, you know, you think hundreds of years ago, we were reorienting our lives, not around Caesar, but around Christ. And the Roman calendar revolved around Caesar and the celebrations of empire, but the Christian calendar revolved around Christ and the birth of Christ. So happy new year, even though it's December 1st. So we also have like uh, at the beginning of each month, we have a little mark of discipleship. And this month we think of locating our lives in the uh, in the abandoned places of empire Uh, in it we we really think about leaning into the suffering of the world and that's what we remember at christmas too is that jesus's coming is the ultimate act of god's solidarity with the suffering humanity that god is born marginalized in every way so you're going to hear a little of this later and you're going to see it in all of our social media at Red Letter Christians, but this whole season of Advent, we're remembering that solidarity, that God comes to us as a homeless baby. And so we are now to show up for the the poor and low-income families around us, that God shows up for us as a refugee. So we're to show up for refugees. God shows up for us in brown skin. So we show up for racial justice. God shows up for us as a victim of violence. And we're going to show up for those who are suffering from violence today. So each week we're going to have themes and videos of uh, different folks um, that are are kind of speaking to that. So um, this month, I'm also stalling just a little bit because Jonathan's not here yet. But anyway, and if he doesn't show up, it means that I have to lead in song, which none of us want, Lord have mercy. So, uh, but December, I usually give you a little uh, week at a glance or month at a glance here. So this month, um, these are some of the things that we will remember this month. We remember a lot of wonderful saints with a big S and little S. We remember uh, this morning, Charles de Foucault, who's really interesting. So we'll read about him in a second. We remember this week, Nicholas, the original St. Nicholas, as you may or may not know, was there's a real person, Nicholas, that we um, that the church remembers on the 6th. And so we'll read more about him. We remember Ambrose, one of the great leaders of the fourth century church, Martin de Porres, uh, Thomas Merton, John of the Cross. We remember Stephen, the first martyr of the church, right the day after Christmas. And we also remember right after Christmas, what we call the holy innocents, all of the children who were killed. Because uh, sadly, you know, Herod's response to the coming of Christ was um, violent. And he began to kill the young children under two years old. So the church beautifully remembers and honors those lives. Even as we celebrate Christ's birth, a few days later, we remember the the death uh, and the lives of the holy innocents. And we end December with Watch Night, which has been, goes all the way back to 1862, uh, as the pronunciation of the end of slavery was made. Um, that's a, been a holiday or a, a day of memorial and celebration especially in the African-American communities that we all stand in solidarity with that. So that's December, y'all. And we're going to do morning prayer this morning uh, from December 1st. But I'm wondering, Mary Grace, if instead of pausing during the prayer, maybe we start with a little introduction 
of each of you all. So I see Susan's unmuted there. Susan is our uh, our, our newest member of the team at Red Letter Christians. So say, hey, Susan, tell everybody a little bit about you and what you're doing at RLC. Hi, everybody. Um, I live in Alabama. If you haven't figured that out by the accent already, that's where I am. I'm enjoying so much being a part of Red Letter Christians and everything that we stand for here. Uh, what my work is, is just helping some with the blog. Uh, technically, I think I'm a communications associate, but helping some with the blog and um, that, that type of thing. And just really excited to be here, to be part of this movement. Thank you. We're so glad to have you and thank you so much. Uh, so Diana has been around for a long time and served in a lot of different capacities at RLC. She's a great leader and peacemaker. Um, and in one of the, the ways she serves this movement is uh, heading up a lot of our development work and you know, planning. So you've been busy. Um, say, hey, tell folks whatever you want, Diana. It's good to see you. Hey, everybody. I am super excited to be here. Morning prayer is one of my favorite things, and it's not just because Jonathan sings in his deep uh, southern southern baritone, uh, takes you to church, but I love getting to be here with you and with Red Letter Christians, and um, I think, I, Shane, you said my name is Diana, and um, I live in Minnesota along the shores of Lake Superior, so um, it is a winter wonderland. Mm. Hmm. Do you want to say anything more about a couple of the campaigns we've had at the end of the year in case people missed them? Oh, one of the best things about everybody here is that uh, people who are here with us, they love to get involved. And so some of the things um, we are doing right now is asking people to invest with us because we want to show up with solidarity the same way God does. Um, and I think that December can be so, so like it doesn't have to be a time where people uh, just forget about all the really great stuff because they're stressed out. So we're just inviting you to join us um, as and give and invest as we show up for um, racial justice, as we make plans for the next year, how we are going to we believe we can end the we can end the death penalty in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, and we're excited to do that. Um, and another thing. Um, as you jump in with us, um, we're going to keep bringing people together and we hope to see even more of you next year as we show up and do some events. So um, just I'm just so excited that people are linking arms together and we are doing so many good things this December. So thank you for being here with us. Yeah, awesome. And we we uh, have been trying to like creatively throw some love to all of you that are supporting us. So um, we just announced the the folks that are, you know, if you gave on Giving Tuesday, we're giving these hearts that are made out of melted down bullet casings out, partly because we can only make a few of them. My wife is the one that's rocking these. So we melt the bullets down and we're sharing these with uh, some of you that gave. And the other thing that we're doing is if you support Red Letter Christians next year as a sustainer, we've got these tear gas ornaments that are made by our friends in Palestine. They gather the tear gas canisters up in Bethlehem where Christ is born and have made these tear gas canisters out. So we, we don't have a ton of them. And thankfully they said there's been less tear gas, so they're not making as many of these, but these are a really precious reminder to remember our friends in the Middle East, but also 
that you know Christ was born into this violent world as the Prince of Peace and is transforming it. So we get to participate in that. Uh, Jonathan, good to see you, man. Uh, good to see you. Yeah. We, we we moved the sharing time to the beginning, mostly because I didn't want to have to lead in song if you were uh, weren't here. So we're going to do morning prayer in just a second. Is that cool? And Mary Grace was going to share. Uh, you know, and, and when I was growing up in church, you had prayer requests and you had praise reports. And I think this is a praise report uh, that of just the things that God's done in our midst this year. And, you know, it being... Uh, December, we thought this would be beautiful to share with all of you. Some of you might get an email or something that has some of this in it, but Mary Grace has been working hard to capture some of um, the celebration of what God's doing with RLC and all that you make possible. So we'll do, we'll do that, Mary Grace. Thanks, Shane. Um, Shane, I already mentioned, my name is Mary Grace. I am based in Queens, New York. So um, a little bit more uh, urban than some of the folks are, uh, that have already spoken, but um, it's great to be here. Great to be on this team. Um, been here for about almost a six months now, I think about a half a year and have had my kind of um, eyes on quite a few projects. So I'm definitely working with Diana on the end of year um, campaign to invite you all to um, you know, take the next step with Red Letter Christians by making a gift to support this work, um, both now and in the new year. A lot of exciting things coming up for 2023. So it's been great to be part of that um, kind of invitation to have more people involved in our um, ever-expanding circle of friends and co-conspirators here. And um, also uh, was responsible for preparing the Red Letter Christians annual report for 2021 and 2022. So um, I'm excited that y'all will have a chance to see that today. Um, if you haven't already seen it through our red letter catch up that was sent out yesterday and um, also excited to launch in the new year, um, advertising opportunities with red letter Christians as well. Um, that's been a big um, kind of dream for a long time now. And we do have a plan to start implementing that in 2023 in January, actually. And um, that's going to be an opportunity for, um, organizations and schools and partners and book publishers to really tap into the audience of Red Letter Christians, of people motivated for Jesus and justice, and to um, present them with opportunities that might be interesting to them and to kind of really enrich um, all the different opportunities that can kind of um, be well-suited for this kind of audience and this kind of movement. So it's been great to be a part of all that. And um yeah, I think I'll 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 leave it there. Those are kind of the biggest projects I've been working on. Um, Shane, did you want me to pull up the annual report now, or you want to save that till after prayer? I think let's go ahead and do it. And uh, sorry yes. for folks that may not be able to see the visual, but just talk us through it, and then we'll do the prayer together. So thanks for all the work you put into it. And sure. by the way, we're also missing our our brother Juan and Vanessa. Um, there's a couple other folks. Katie Lynn's behind the scenes there. She's usually got a circus or maybe a rodeo of children that are uh, active there. Um, and who else did I miss? Uh, that's that's our, our main crew right now of folks. So, yeah. And Jonathan has been both official and unofficial uh, as a uh, Red Letter Christians on our team of staff. And, has been, you know, of course, we're doing all kinds of stuff together. But John, after Mary Grace, maybe you share us an update for Schools for Conversion. Anything else going on, man? We'll do prayer. But Mary Grace, you go first. Go ahead. Show us all the, the report. All right. 
So here we are. Um, our financial year is in uh, is June and July, so that's why this is uh, this goes up till um, June of this year, starts July of 2021. Um, but this is basically a, a document to let you all know, and um, some of our really generous donors and um, people in our community know basically the work that you're supporting. It's also kind of a clear outline of where our priorities are and what can you you can expect to see from Red Letter Christians on a regular basis. So. Um, we just have our our mission here, which hopefully everyone in this call is uh, familiar with at this point. Um, but combining Jesus and justice um, to live out Jesus's countercultural teachings, and we just have an overview of of what Red Letter Christians does. So um, we're focusing on, as you can see right there, uh, civic engagement, direct action, movement building. So that's something that we want to invite all of you to be a part of and something we're excited to expand on in the new year. Um, we had a really busy year <laughs> this year, as you can tell from some of these stats, um, 55 events hosted. That's a mixture of in-person hybrid and virtual events. Um, lots of folks on our website, reading the blog that now Susan is helping us with, which has been a huge help. Um, we have a huge online community, over 3 million people, and um, this last stat, um, it's just Diana's responsibility and her, um, you know, kind of a, a mark to her wonderful work with us is that we have over 250 folks giving on a monthly basis to Red Letter Christians. That's growing. Um, we're asking folks to to make that commitment before the end of the year in order to be entered for one of those ornaments that Shane's already shared with us. Um, we'd love to see that number expand even more. And that's just a real testament to to folks who believe in our work and who are willing to kind of put their resources um, to shape the future of Red Letter Christians. And we just really, really appreciate that. You can see a little map here of all of the direct actions. Um, well, actually, not all of them, but some of the direct direct actions where we gathered in person in the last year. Um, folks might know the March for Mercy in Tennessee. Of course, um, you might see red letter Christians as, you know, advocating to end the death penalty. That's a big piece of our work. So we do that in various locations, but we did it in Washington, D.C. in January of this year. We hosted an event at the Riverside Church in New York City um, on Dr. King's um, Beyond Vietnam speech. That was really powerful. And fortunately, this is, of course, this reports on our website but it also links to all these events. So if you actually just click on any of this, you can see more from our blog and um, direct recordings of these events. So that's really kind of a nice feature for folks on the call. We um, rode our bikes for uh, to raise awareness about immigration and our broken immigration system. So you can see that was a kind of a little line across the whole bottom of the country here. That was direct action and I'm not going to go through everything just because um, we'll be here for a while, but um, feel free to check those out. Um, folks are probably already familiar with our priority areas. Um, this is not, you know, we talk about a lot of other issues, but these are kind of our six main um, big issue areas. And again, all of these are linked. So you can see blog posts from all of these different uh, topics. And we just have a couple featured events and advocacy initiatives, our faith forum on race and justice. Um, of course, everyone knows in the last few years, this has been an issue that's been front of mind for many Americans. Of course, it's an issue that's always been front of mind for um, people of color in this nation. Um, and basically what the church can do, what the church has the responsibility for in order to, um, yeah, give 
build a country where um, where all folks are seen as equal and have equal opportunities regardless of their race. So that's a really important conversation. Um, of course, hopefully everyone's familiar with um, the case of Melissa Lucio. Um, that was a really powerful piece of advocacy we did earlier this year, um, which you're welcome to read a little bit more about here. Um, we had the, uh, I've already mentioned the, um, the March for Mercy in Nashville, and this is um, a blog featuring that and why, why it was so powerful to be a part of that, uh, that movement. We, um, Vanessa isn't here today, but she's our podcast manager. So she is um, running all of our podcasts and turning events like this one into our podcast. So um, definitely check out the podcast if you haven't already. Um, it's great for all the long drives that people often do over the holiday season. So please um, check that out and um, listen to the amazing content we have there. We just have a quick recap of all the events that we've already spoken about. So morning prayer, you'll see a playlist of all the morning prayers we've done. Um, same thing with faith forums and our book clubs. So those are all accessible to rewatch online and also in the podcast if you want to just listen. We're dedicated to transparency so you know where your money is going and how we're using it and what our plans are for the next year of, of using that hard-earned, uh, those hard-earned dollars that you generously give to RLC that we're so grateful for. So you're welcome to check that out. Um, and that is the conclusion. So just uh, a quick note of thank you to our to our sustainers, to our co-conspirators, regardless of how you engage with Red Letter Christians. Um, just a, a note to say that this is not possible um, without all of you here. So thank you very much. And I'll just, uh, this is available on our website. I'll actually just drop a link to it in the, in the chat and on the Facebook page. So folks can take a look as well. Thanks, Mary Grace. And part of why we can celebrate and be excited is because we, we are all doing this together and doing it with all of you. And you've teed us up really well for the prayer, Mary Grace. We got so much to be grateful for. And so much that's at stake in our country, and we want to be as faithful to Jesus as we can. So John is going to get us going, but first, say hey, man, and uh, tell us what's happening with you and Schools for Conversion and ways we can, what you're looking forward great. to in 2023. Great to be here with everybody, and uh, I'm so glad I got to hear the report. That's that's kind of like the... Uh, did y'all have this thing pop up on your phones yesterday where all the music streaming services were giving you your year interview? My kids were all excited about this. It's like the top five artists of the year there. A uh, little, little review at RLC. Um, well, we've had some good prayers this year, and it's good to still be able to pray together. Um, I'm down here in Durham, North Carolina, and uh, I always think, you know, this time of year about how uh, while, while we're kind of a uh, wrapping things up uh, uh on the calendar year it's it's a uh, it's already the new year right for the church in this season of advent and we're uh, waiting and looking forward to uh jesus's peculiar way of coming so um we we, we do that uh, at the beginning of december with um uh Morning prayer. Is, is somebody going to read uh, the passage, the, the Bible passage? We got that? All right. Yep, Diane's got it. Well, it's December 1st. Let's pray together. Oh, Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as the day rises to meet the sun. Oh, Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you 
as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us, bow, let us down. bow down and bend the knee. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Will you let me be your servant? Let me be as Christ to you. Pray that I may have the grace to let you be my servant too. May we cry out. May we cry the gospel from the rooftops, both with our words and with our lives. This is Psalm 8. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you have set in their courses, what is man that you should be mindful of him, the son of man that you should seek him out? You have made him but little lower than the angels. You adorn him with glory and honor. You give her mastery over the works of your hands. You put all things under her feet. May we cry the gospel from the rooftops, both with our words and with our lives. And this is the gospel of Luke 21 through 8. One day, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple courts and proclaiming the good news, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, together with the elders, came up to him. Tell us by what authority you are doing these things, they said. Who gave you this authority? He replied, I will also ask you a question. Tell me, John's baptism, was it from heaven or of human origin? They discussed it among themselves and said, if we say from heaven, he will ask, why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, all the people will stone us because they're persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered, we don't know where it was from. Jesus said, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. May we cry the gospel from the rooftops, both with our words and with our lives. Charles de Foucault, who we hear about this morning, he said this. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. For whatever you may do, I thank you. I am ready for all. I accept all. That only your will be done in me, as in all your creatures. As we pray this morning, I think of uh, all those who are standing up courageously in um, Iran and China and Pray that you would bring that kind of fr freedom and liberation that we just heard in the gospel. Pray for those who are grieving all forms of violence, and especially those in Colorado after the targeted attack, um, Colorado Springs, for all the lives lost to gun violence, and especially those targeted uh, with, with such hatred. Give thanks this morning for the new uh, Southern Union of Service employees that has formed, and we pray for all workers who 
cry out for justice and for a living wage in this land. Mm. Pray for those in Ukraine for peace. God, we pray for all those who need hope, mm. who are homeless and don't know that that their neighbors want them and want to provide for them, God. So we ask for hope for those experiencing being unsheltered this Christmas. So we put our voices together to pray the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Sometimes, Lord, it takes witnessing another person's commitment for us to realize our own lack of faith. Open our eyes to learn, even from strangers who inhabit other faith traditions, what it means to be committed to you. Amen. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness. Protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Amen. I think we've got a little video. We're going to release these. Each week of Advent, our first one is with the our friend and sister, Reverend Liz, the O'Harris. Might take us just a minute to get it up here, but thank you all for joining us for morning prayer this morning. We'll see you each month, uh, and thanks for all your support of Red Letter Christians. Yeah, we'll have a different one of these each week. When a homeless child is recognized as someone who will turn the world around and usher in a reign of justice and peace. The Christmas story is about the power of the poor to reconstruct society from the bottom up. But it's also about the refusal of our society to use the means that are at hand and that have been called for to lift the load of poverty and homelessness. As people experience in Las Posadas, we're told that there's no room here, no housing for the homeless, no health care for the sick, no refuge for the immigrant, no child tax credit for the children, no peace for the veteran, no shelter for those whose lives and livelihoods have been devastated by storms and hurricanes. But it does not have to be this way. In this season, may we instead listen to the word of the Bible, hear God's call that the first will be last and the last will be first. Let us sing Mary's song that the poor will be filled with good things. And let's follow that manna story where no one has too much and no one too little. A movement is being born in the forgotten mangers, the poor hoods and hollers of the nation. And so now it's up to us. May we spread this good news that ending poverty and homelessness aren't only possible, they're what God demands of us.
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Red Letter Christians podcast. Too often, Christians have used our faith as a ticket into heaven and a license to ignore the world we live in. But at Red Letter Christians, we believe our faith is not just about going to heaven when we die, but also about bringing heaven to earth while we live. For more information on Red Letter Christians and upcoming events, additional resources, you can go to the show notes or our website, redletterchristians.org. You can also support Red Letter Christians by giving a one-time donation or becoming a monthly sustainer. Just go to our website and click the red donate button. Thank you for being a part of this conversation and for being a part of this movement.